The unprecedented events of the pandemic crisis have affected our communities and households in unimaginable ways. Minority-owned businesses suffer most in times of economic disparity, and this global crisis only highlights this truth. That's why Shea Moisture has committed $1 million to support small businesses founded by women of color. They're providing grants and awards with no strings attached. The only payback is to pay it forward in your communities. In order to rebuild, we must reinvest. Empowering women financially will plant the seeds that lead to economic success for generations to come. To learn more about Shea Moisture's $1 million community commerce fund, visit www.sheamoisturefund.com. Corey. Charlotte Penn. Corey Murray. Hey, sister. I, I want to sing right now. I want to rock with you, baby. Mm. All, All night, night long. Long. I'm still on my feet. Yo, mm. I'm about to go give Babyface more money because don't get it twisted. I had the cassette singles. I had the albums. No, I didn't have the albums. I had the CDs. And now I'm about to own it digitally. Girl, I it's, am this whole catalog. hopelessly devoted to creating the absolute perfect Babyface playlist. Like, I will not stop until it's done. And that's going to be work. It has to happen. When he played Karen White's Superwoman, I was When he told the story behind Karen White's Superwoman. When I was singing along so hard to that song that my dog started barking at me. I know. She was like, what is happening? (laughs) Conrad was like, Before we get into the epic verses that we all witnessed Monday night, I'm Charlie Penn. I'm Corey Murray. And this is Yes, yes girl. from quarantine. And from today quarantine. on the right? <laughs> today on the show, we have the one and only Miss Kelly Rowland back, y'all. Kelly Rowland is back and snack. Well, actually, she's always snatched. But snatched. that coffee video. Girl, she's serving yeah. our morning coffee, honey. Hot. The quarantine and me. Yes, yes. That video yes. was just art. It was art. It, and you know what? And it was the perfect escape I needed because we, we definitely all feel like we're in prison. But it was a lovely reminder of like, there's life outside and we will get to it. We will get to it. One day I will, my melanin will be once again glistening in the sun on a beach. Yes, yes. One day. Speaking of that, what is, what is the first thing you're going to do when you feel that it's safe? Because, you know, some states are about to start opening up like as soon as this week, at the end of this week, actually. Well, what first, are you looking forward to doing? First, I'm looking forward to peeking through my window to see how it goes with everyone else. True, true. <laughs> and then, then I'm going to get back out. I'm going to be looking out the window like, how's that working? No, but in all seriousness, I think the first thing I want to do is like a little mini getaway. Because we were supposed to go to, to Vegas for my husband's 40th birthday, which is April 29th. And he was so excited and it was all planned out. It was going to be amazing. And it was canceled. So I think I want to try to make that happen for him. Okay. Okay. What about you, Corey Mary? Well, because I have, you know, we did do the escape from New York. Um, My family and I have been sheltering down in South Florida. So I've kind of felt like as crazy as it all has been, I have kind of felt I've been on vacation. I'm doing air quotes. 
um, just because of the scenery that I've been able to see on my evening walks. But um, I'm actually looking forward to like going. One thing I miss about New York and Brooklyn, especially, is like those large food halls where you have all types of food. You have Thai, you have Polish, you have mm. uh, dumplings, you have pizza and barbecue. And specifically, I'm thinking about Decalp, um, Decalp Market at City Point in downtown Brooklyn. I didn't realize how much I love that place because that's like, like you said, when it's safe, when it's safe, safe, right. I would love to just go back in there and get me some mini dumplings. Like I've been really wanting some mini dumplings. I actually dreamed about the Jamaican food around the corner from my house. Okay. I actually did. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how that beef patty popped up in my dream, but I knew it was real when that happened, Corey. Oh, but speaking of food, I made an entire meal for this versus. Can we just go back there for a second? Because please, look, please. I say it was a tie because I realized Monday night that comparing Babyface and Teddy Riley's hits is not apples to apples. It's not. No, I I see your point. I do. I do. But just can we talk about the event that was supposed to happen on Sunday? (laughs) And the fiasco, the fail, like when you, like the term epic fail took on a whole new meaning. And the thing about it is that they're not even that old, you know, but they were just bumbling around and the memes. <laughs> Saturday night was a meme event. That a was, event. that was the event. When they found that meme with the old black men with those headphones. <laughs> oh my God. But you know what? There's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to Google their ages because I was thinking that, but Babyface is 62. Yeah, but I mean, we know some cool 60-year-olds. I mean, Not it seems Instagram. like... <laughs> that's true, yeah, because even when I started following him, like when they announced that they were going to do this, I was looking through his feed and I was like, oh, clearly he doesn't utilize this like a lot of other people do. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. he's, you know, he's not the ditty of this. So it clearly is just to promote things. But... um I, I gave them points for trying, but it was still a fiasco. It was a hilarious a fiasco. fiasco. When they kept talking to each other and trying to figure out how to go live together, I was there. Oh my and God. also, can we talk about the level of petty baby face had that I didn't know existed as he a sat there new. eating his Skittles, talking about, Girl. I don't remix my songs. <laughs> and did you peep the two Grammys just perched in the back? Perched. Perched. He grabbed that guitar effortlessly. Okay. Yeah. It was arm's reach. And that was you know, a I have a feel- signature blazer. <laughs> I wish, you know what? I hope SNL, because I hear SNL is back. I hope they spoof this this weekend. I really hope that they have to. They it better. has to be Keenan and um, Chris Robinson. They have to spoof it. I could see it right now. They have to. Oh my God. And I have to say, my girl chat, shout out to my girls on my group chat. We acted the fool. The memes, yeah. we started dropping. When them songs hit, Corey, when Red Light Special came on, just hilarity. We forgot oh how that God. music made us feel. It just made us feel so good. I know. My cousin called me immediately. Shout out to baby Rhonda. She and I had a complete screen fest. And, and actually, the thing that we talked about the most was the songs that Babyface didn't even play. Right? You know what I mean? Like, he didn't even touch the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. I know. I kept saying he's holding it to the end. Like, when's he going to drop that heat? The Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Didn't he do the Soul Food soundtrack, too? Probably. I don't, I don't have the facts in front of me, but I, that sounds about right. Remember Milestone? I care about you. 
I'm there for you. Nope, I don't. Yes, I don't you know do. that at all. Corey from Soul That's Food. That's the same way you? I felt when um, Teddy Riley played that Jay Z song. I was like, "What is this? What oh. Jay Z song is this?" Well, you know what? They both were holding their heat till the end, which is why I think everybody was trying to hang in there when we were going back and forth between one live stream to the other. Because I was waiting on that Brandy sitting up in my room. I know. What? Well, I was waiting, not gonna cry. Come not on, Mary J. Blige. Come on. Oh. But I love Babyface's transition. He was like, if yeah. Holly Berry had been able to tell me what she thought, <laughs> she would have said, I said, okay, transition. Yo, I think I'm going to low-key watch it again before it goes away. Because I did miss the beginning of it. The, um, because my, I, was, I was one of those people trying to watch it on my phone. And, um, and rightfully so. I mean, that's where you're supposed to do social media. And the video kept freezing. So um, shout out to our producer, Ashley Hobbs, who piqued me to tell me to go watch it on my laptop, which was the best way to Which is why I do believe there would have been a million people, but I don't think a million people were able to get on. Because it got no, so real. No, I don't real. understand that. That's yeah, it got number. so real. There were people asking me if I could call them and they could listen through the phone <laughs> because they couldn't get into work. <laughs> That's how, so like, imagine what those numbers would have been, Corey. If like, it would have been epic. It would have been epic. Well, what's the next one? Do we know? What's the next person? Well, I see they're trying to do, I believe, Dr. Dre versus Diddy. Ooh. I think that's on deck. But then I see that there is another sort of battle happening called I Wrote That Song. What's and that? that's going to be J.D., uh, Jermaine Dupree, and Dallas Austin. Ooh. Now, I know you having your Atlanta, your Atlanta connection, you may be down for that. Even though Lil Jon and um, T-Pain got me, I got my life already. I could do it again, <laughs> but I did get my life already. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, Corey, so what else is going on? Um, actually, I mean, I'll be honest, since we're talking about music, I'm really enjoying music right now. I was able to interview Skip Marley, um, Bob Marley's grandson and Sadella Marley's, uh, son. Um, you know, Sadella was the first child with, uh, between Rita and Bob Marley. And I really like his song, Slow Down with her. And then Wally just jumped on it. So I'm really excited about it. I haven't given the Insecure soundtrack a try, but I hear that there's a fire song coming with Jadena um, that I'm going to listen to. Okay, Corey, I think it's time I can ask you this. Usually I feel yeah. bad because you're always booked and busy, as you should be as a whole entertainment director. But now that you have a little more time, can we get the Corey's pick, the C-list on Spotify? Because I want to like subscribe to this and like regularly know what you're listening to. So funny you asked. So as you know, and this is not a plug for Spotify, but I do love, um, I do love Spotify. I love the curation. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to Gina Pickett and that whole team over there. Um, but I love their playlist R&B and more than likely, you know, being an editor nerd, I love how they do it. You know, A-R-E at, yeah, so cute. Um, at B. It's so cute. So I developed R&B babies. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, with my life with Jillian, and as much as I love my R&B and hip hop right now, I, you know, when I try to play it out loud in the house, you know, the minute, you know, Doja Cat is talking about Juicy or whatever, you know, the song <laughs> I'm loving at the moment, it's just hard to find like the clean version. 
So I have, and develop sounds a little bit like I developed, but no, I've just kind of started curating a list that we could play in the house, trying to infuse some stuff that I can find that's clean. And so I do have that. It's not ready to be public yet, but I'm getting there. I have like about three hours worth of music because y'all know she loves the Taylor Swift's of the world. And I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and now she's really into Billie Eilish. So we try, I'm trying to infuse some R&B into it. But it was interesting because my prep to talk with Skip Marley, I started playing his song, Calm Down. And she's listening to it. And she's like, I like this. I like this. Oh, um, okay. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just realized I just have to play it loud for her and she will vibe to it. So I'm hearing the kids be hooked up and the mommy mm-hmm. again. What about me? I want to know what you're listening to. Even the Doja Cat. You need like a sea murder. <laughs> That's a whole, yeah, I need a sea murder. I need a sea murder list. All right. I'll, I'll try to I'm going to work on that after I get this one done. Just give me I just need about five more songs for this one. And then Please. I'll start on the, the, the full on. Please, yes. y'all, because Corey stays with the song recommendation. And anytime you tell me you're listening to something, it's hot a month later. Okay? You know what? Speaking of, and this is the last thing about the battle between Teddy Riley and Babyface, I legit sent my cousin the song Comfortable. Do you know that the song he wrote with Lil Wayne? No. Oh my God! Wait, yes, yes. Please go listen to it. It's off the Carter Three, two thousand eight. It was two thousand eight. Your musical taste is top notch. So I'm gonna need you to give it to the people in quarantine. I'm waiting for Sea Murder and Friends the playlist. I will wait you tweeting the link to all of us so we can subscribe and listen to your weekly selections. Thank you. Okie dokie. You're welcome. Uh, no, but you know, it, we've been asking a lot of our guests, you guys, just about like their grown womanhood in this pandemic, you know, and owning it. And that was what Kelly's song was all about, right? That's what coffee is all about. That's what this moment is about for her. And she was just really going in and you're going to love this conversation because Kelly is like, you know, on her grown ass woman as usual, but in full glory. Right, Corey? No, she really is. And even I love that she was very vulnerable with us. Um, and showing her hesitation to even get out there. And the fact that she filmed this video last August, I was like, what did you wait for? And she said she she had to wait for her own comfortability in in putting it out there. So I'm happy you said that too, because I'm actually really loving seeing some of our favorite celebrities be more authentic than ever, more like human and down to earth and like, you know, just less makeup, less hair, relaxed at home, loving on their family. And Kelly really like, I feel like we were like in the living room with Kelly on like a Friday. I really did feel that too. One thing I have loved, I don't know who tweeted it or if it was, I think it was a tweet. And uh, just going to your point about celebrities and how they look now and being more like us. Cause they were like, if we're in quarantine for just two weeks and like Diddy's grays are that strong, because you never see Diddy with gray ever. And they were like, wow, celebrities just two weeks without like the care they get is, oh my God, that took me oh my out. God. Have you been looking out. carefully? Like if you look carefully, it all shows in the fingernails, the eyebrows, like mine are connecting. Oh my God. <laughs> the unibrow my- from high school is back. <laughs> oh my God. I had to run to Target with my mask and gloves on, but shout out to the lip bar because I did purchase some of their brow gel um, and pencil so I could take care of these things for all these Zoom meetings we're about to be doing um, because I needed some help. 
Okay, adding that to my shopping cart. But yeah, Corey, you know, I just really love the authenticity. I just love seeing everybody keeping it real, you know, from the grays to the scarves to the kids in the background. Oh my God, wait, Corey, did you see that trending story about the news reporter who was trying to do oh. a DIY video in her bathroom yes. and her and husband her was naked in the shower? Naked, yes. <laughs> It's like, that's when we just crossed the line. That's when we just crossed the line. Oh my, oh my God. God, the mirror caught her slipping. He was probably waiting on his moment to step out quietly and everything. Oh my God. But the internet has really been keeping me entertained. I would like to end our opening segment with my favorite comment from the versus battle between Babyface and Teddy Riley. Somebody okay. said, Babyface looks like that old dude used to see walking down the street, he would ask you how your mom was doing, knowing good and well he just saw her this morning. <laughs> I hate the internet so much. I think it's that like that old player who used to see on the street and he would ask you how your mom was doing. <laughs> knowing good and well he already knows. <laughs> it took me Wait. Out. <laughs> My favorite was, I mean, there's so many favorites, but okay, I'm going to end it and we can really wrap up. And I know everybody's excited to get to Kelly, but Unique Gibbs, is that her name? The, the woman who created uh, Because of You, We Can. Because of Them. Because of I Them, We Can. Yep. She posted a picture of Anjanou Ellis as Dr. Maddie Mars Clock. <laughs> and she said, Dr. Clark was looking at Teddy Riley and Babyface trying to get their shit together. I mean, they didn't say shit, but she used the photo and the idea of like Maddie Moss Clark would have slapped the living daylight out of both of them. Oh, through the oh shoe God. and everything. The shoe that I, I literally was laying across the bed and slid on the floor. I was like, good night. I'm done. That just shows you the range of hilarious foolery that we all yes. witnessed. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how people can make these memes so fast. I don't. There was a reenactment video so on IG Live within 10 and how many, and how, All right, go to G's closet and let me know how many dudes already had burgundy, matching burgundy <laughs> sweatshirt and sweatpants. The recreation was so quick. So many people and oh that. But shout out to Teddy Riley and Babyface Skin. For real. Yes. I need those. Oh, ones. yeah. Please. Well, actually, and you know what? Just shout out them because, you know, we are in real dark times and they made us forget. For real. <laughs> and they for made real. us remember the music that they created and the memories. And they gave us new memories. And it was a moment for the culture. It really was a moment for the culture. Michelle Obama was there again, right? Heck yeah. Everybody was there. Oh my God. No. Everybody. I loved it. I loved it. And we love this interview with Kelly, y'all. So we're going to let y'all go ahead and get into it. We had a good, good time with our good, good girlfriend, Kelly Rowland. Let's do it. How are you, sister? I am so good. How are you guys? Wonderful. Okay, Sherrod. <laughs> I know. Can you send us some? Uh, Y'all already know I'm sending you some. Please. <laughs> Corey and I started with the libations. Oh, yeah. 
Don't laugh at me. <laughs> are you on some fast or something? You probably are. How did you know that? Uh-huh. We because knew. you have a video to promote. This glass was full. It's full of celery juice now, but the past, how long we been in quarantine? <laughs> Three weeks. I know. Five million days. Nothing but wine and whiskey. I know. Sours and... Well, it's good to see y'all quarantine and all. Y'all look beautiful. So do you. Thank you. Thank you. We were just talking about your skin. That glow. Oh, thank first of, you. Wait, first of all, all right. Let me go through the checklist of feelings I felt watching a clip of the coffee video. I mean, I felt neglected. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I was like, I don't, I, I want to sing about somebody like this. <laughs> okay. And then I was like, why don't I go on trips like this? Okay. okay. And then I was like, why haven't I taken care of my skin like this? Okay. <laughs> and why have I eaten all the bagels so my midriff <gasps> can sit up nice and talk like Kelly? Oh, and you in went fact, through all, all the, the girls, all the emotions. But, but Kelly, though, seriously beautiful 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 i mean talk about emo sexy vibes all the things just beautiful skin body positivity yes melanin popping like melanin 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 popping okay like the, and, and 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 quite honestly watching it I, I think the first thing i said to your team was why is it only two two minutes and fourteen seconds? Like I kind of, <laughs> I wanted it to be a movie. Like I was, I was just getting drawn in, and then it was like, okay, out, out, no time to waste, out. <laughs> I get it. You're giving a little, you know, it's just a tease. It's a tease. Well, one, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. The um, the the um, song is two minutes. Not my fault. <laughs> kind of actually. Uh, no, fully my fault. But I just, I, I felt like, you know, songs nowadays are shorter. You know what I mean? It's they are, yeah. With how quick people like take in music. It's like, yeah, 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 it's done. And I just, by the way, I, because I've been in the industry for 20 some years, makes you feel like a dinosaur in a way. Because you're like, <laughs> oh, that's short. And everybody's like, no, that's perfect. And then... <laughs> Like the, 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 I just want to celebrate the women in the video yes. because every shade, every coffee color, every curve, every essence and what they gave me and what I, my intention that I set for the video was to take delight in yourself and your sexuality in a God perspective. Yeah. yeah. In, in a way where you don't have to get any um approval from anybody else and i think that sometimes with women when we stand in our own sexuality without approval from any external source i think that there comes a different respect a different outlook a different feeling and and usually like we don't even realize we're doing it but i think society mm -hmm. has kind of made it that way especially with the black woman you know what i yeah. mean so i just wanted it to come across like no here we are standing in all of our beauty and all of our coffee colored shades and all of our greatness and you gonna take this in.
And that's what I wanted. And that's what I want every woman to feel from it. So that was my intention. And um, to be honest, I was hungry for two months for that video. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Girl, I, I mean, thank you for the inspo, sis. As is. It was like, and by the way, if I'm being really honest, I shot that video last August. Wow. Oh, wow. September in Miami. Yeah. Cute. Okay. Um, some like uh, space like this, like far away from the beach. And it was so beautiful. Made it look like it was like a whole different place. But I like, thought it was Jamaica or Grenada or some, somewhere. I wanted Take that. me there. Yo, I wanted that, but it did not fit this budget. So <laughs> that's, that's, let's keep that real. Fort Lauderdale will do. <laughs> but Miami gave me everything that I wanted. And, you know, the city was really kind to me and I'm really grateful. And the ladies in the video were, they stayed there. Even when they were done, they stayed there and they supported me. It Love was it. three or four thunderstorms in between the time of the video. Yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah. You would never know. No, it was so beautiful. So the very first shot where I have the coffee t-shirt on, there's another shot that we didn't put in there, but it's literally lightning thunderstorms behind me. (laughs) (laughs) It was lightning thunderstorms behind me, and I was like, uh, uh uh-oh. You did it all for the art. (laughs) Yes, and my team, my hair, my makeup, the styling, everybody just, I don't know, something just came together, and I felt so grateful. And then at the end, um, one of the hairstylists who's a real close friend of mine, Angela Meadows, she said, ooh, your girl, because your mama was here for this one. And I lost it. Just, oh, oh, wow. oh I know God. it. My got like goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was her because it, yeah. the, the, the um, weather said that it was supposed to rain the rest of the afternoon. And it was like some oh. high percentage. But my mama was like, y'all better move in class. I have to wait for my baby. <laughs> I felt this she was like, she needs this. Oh my, I just got chills thinking Kelly, about this. Wow. Kelly, when I tell you, I, I lost my mom and I have this theory that when I'm doing the most magic, it like pulls her to it. Mm-hmm. Like when my soul is smiling, it just brings her to the moment. Yes, yes. I, I feel you. I missed out on it. Like they they have this thing where they want you to be absolutely certain that they are yeah. ready, that they are there, and that made me feel even more blessed. And yeah, I I'm so grateful. I love it, and I love the message that you're talking about because you know we know if if we own it, they'll respect it. Yes. So mm-hmm. when did you really come into that part of your womanhood, and you realize like I am Kelly, I am sexy, I'm amazing. It all comes from within. And I own it. When did that happen for you in your life? Uh, motivation gave me a taste of it. That was when I was 30. And then after having Titan, I don't know if I told y'all before, we talked so much, like I, I lost my mojo after I mm. had my son. Mm. Then like in this five years, it just continues to show itself. And it's not even yeah. necessarily like with body or anything. It's like the how I feel about myself, like how I feel about my mind, how I feel about how I contribute to my relationships in my life, how I, um, uh, you know, motherhood. Man, I think motherhood is some of the sexiest 
moments I've ever had in my life. You know what I mean? And even for my son, I showed my son the video. One, he did ask me, why don't you have any pants on? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was done and he said, you look really pretty. Like, and I said, and it made me cry because I don't know, I had this issue with the word pretty. <laughs> I think pretty is just very like there and it exists. And I just think that for a long time, I even allowed myself to just be okay with pretty and didn't mm. go underneath the surface to even allow people to see what else was there because I was uncertain about it. And I was uncertain about all of I'm like, well, if I feel this way about this, does that still make me as amazing or beautiful as this part? You know what I mean? Like the comparisons, yeah. like all these different things that contributed to me just feeling like I don't want to share that. It just allowed me to just sit and pretty. And I was like, I'm not doing this this record. Mm. It's ugly as if. If it's beautiful, <laughs> it's beautiful as if. But I don't want pretty. And I just wanted to have these different moments. And coffee is one of these moments. But I can't wait to share the whole project. I love that you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. And that's what came out of it. Isn't it beautiful when we do that? Yes. But it's, it's, it's very hard because I think that at the time that we are thinking about being vulnerable, we keep thinking about the parts of ourselves that we judge on self. And then we're like, oh, that's just too ugly. I don't want to share that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that people are like that. But that's the part that people actually attract to because they're like, oh no, I've been there and I've done that. And now I'm sitting up here feeling like I'm the only one. So when we feel like we go through it together, it just makes us feel like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I took away from the video and especially like in the first few moments is when you're kind of saying, I like my coffee. I like my sex in the morning. And it makes me go back to something I would hear Charlie and like the married folk would say at work, like y'all would really embrace this grown woman sexuality. Like you're like, uh -huh. you're married and you can have this. And I don't think that's talked about enough. I think people love to just be like sex, sex, sex. But here's something that is just as, sensuous but I don't want to say tasteful but it's edgy as well was that was that the you know did you feel comfortable doing that and did you does that part of the messaging you wanted to get across talking my friend the nipple <laughs> <laughs> yes I freed the nipple I didn't want to be like this I noticed mm -hmm. that like I and then I had a moment where I thought I said how was like Eve in the garden <laughs> you know what I mean? Was she yeah. conscious? Like, or did she just stand in her womanhood that mm -hmm. God gave her? And yeah. I was just like, I'm not doing it. So I had to be careful because I was like, well, you're still married. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the lines, the lines. But I'm still his. And mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? You can look, but you won't touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my, I, so when it came to be like being around the crew, my stylist was like, we'll just cover you. you know? And I was like, no problem. But even as I'm standing there, like in front of the horse and I'm just waiting for the next shot, I'm like, ah. <laughs> it must have felt amazing. But it took me a long time to get there. And for mm -hmm. so long, I think society has been like, no, cover that, like cover that. Don't say yes, that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, when you got 
gosh. Oh, Venus, Venus de Milo? No. Yes, like she's like standing there in all her glory in a shell, my G. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to get all of this. Like, what do we Mm -hmm. have? What do we have like that in our, in our, you know what I mean? That's real. Yeah, yeah. That That looks like us. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I feel. We deserve it. And I feel like when we love and accept our bodies and then celebrate and embrace them, it opens up doors to so many other amazing places we can go with them, with our partner and in our spirit. Like it frees us. And I love that you felt free like that. (laughs) Okay, Superwoman. I did. I mean, I'm not going to go out here not losing my mind, but in that moment, (laughs) I need to be in that space for the messaging now, is coffee indicative of how the whole album is going to be, or is that just the, like, what's the vibe of the pro- the full project? The whole album is very honest. Okay. Um, it's very, it's unexpected. Mm. I'm just thinking about, like, this one record that I have that I'm in love with. Like, I, I, I love the whole album. But there's one record that I want to come with next that's just on some dis, modern disco trap stuff. Yes, I'm already here for it. Yes. Being inspired by Bella Kuti and Ooh. having like already there rhythm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hey. I, I remember be like, Four years ago, I remember I told myself, I said, look, you need to make sure that you have tempo on this album. And it like came like a wave because I had all these mid tempos and these really great records. But these tempos came like a wave. I have like three or four, which makes me so excited because I'm the one that's always dancing at the party. (laughs) I love dancing. And I was like, why wouldn't I be able to have that on my record? And it does. It comes across and I can feel it and it makes me excited. And yeah, this is just the beginning. And um, I'm excited. What else are you excited for, Kelly? You always have something new and dope. And I, I love that. You are, it's always new and unexpected. Like, what Kelly, what's Kelly up to? So what else are you in the lab working on? Um, I've written two movies, two ideas. Are two ideas for movies. I'm not a writer like that yet. Um, but I've written two movies, ideas. Um, I think I have a new song, but this one is incredibly a lot. <laughs> um, but I think it's necessary. Um, I've spent a great amount of time with my son and realized that there was a reason why God had all of this happen. Oh, yeah, I totally believe that. Mm -hmm. super grateful because, like, usually, like, I I do play with my son. I love playing with my son and hanging out with my son. But this, you have nothing to do. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing to do. So when I'm done with all my Zoom calls and conference and this and that for the day, Tyler's like, hey, I need you. And so I was like, okay. And so literally we broke open this toy and we played with this one toy for two and a half hours, two and a half hours. And he just started to talk to me 
just about his friends and what he wanted to be when he grows up and um, how he felt about the quarantine. It was just so much stuff. And I was like, this is why play therapy is so important. And it got me to thinking about how I want to contribute that to our community with Mm -hmm. kids and being able to um, express themselves, putting them environments to express themselves and to be um, their most amazing selves and to thrive. Um, So I keep thinking about how I'm going to wrap my head around a program like that, or if there is a program that already exists, which would be great. Um, How do I uh, attach myself to that? And um, yeah, it makes me excited. I'm writing a children's book. Oh, I love it. Oh, what else? Um, Because I love whiskey so much, I'm actually in the process of making a whiskey. (laughs) I'm on the whiskey and I'm ready. Yes. Just say when. (laughs) Yes. But um, um, one thing I'm super excited to share with y'all, but it'll be closer to the album time. I, I, yeah, that, that conversation, uh, I cannot wait. Sorry. <laughs> Are you Jesus? Wow. This is exciting. A lot of beautiful, <laughs> like, it's just like layers. It's layers, but that's life. I guess that's life and, and life has layers. Well, can I speak on that? Because I'm thinking about what you said. You, you did, you shot the, the video in August. Mm-hmm. You You've had some songs you've been thinking about four years ago that you wanted tempo. Like, how have you been able to have patience this whole time? I mean, to Charlie's point, you're always busy. You're always out there. But then watching you vibe right now, it's like clearly music is your heart. Mm-hmm. It, well, aside from your family and your husband, you know. But you know what I mean? But that's what really just... So how have you learned to be patient and wait for the right time for things? Because I just... I think I would just want to put things out. Like the minute I shot that video, if it was me, I would have been like, put it out, put it on Instagram, <laughs> give me all the likes, everything. I want it on a story. I want the world to see it right now. Well, to be honest, I was so critical. And I was still like, you know, like, oh, should I free the nipple just yet? <laughs> like it was so many things I was thinking about. Like, is the world ready for that? Do I, you know what I mean? It was, it was um, questioning myself. And I remember I showed it to, I actually just showed it to Normani yesterday. And she was like, I'm not even three seconds in, sis. I'm not even three seconds in. And um, then I, sh- I showed it to my sisters and they were like, if you don't put this out right now. And I was like, well, I need to wait for the perfect time. Well, what's the perfect time? And I was like, I, I don't, and I stuttered. I, I, I don't know. And she was like, get your life. Cause I just got mine. So um, it was the support, but it was most, mostly me. <laughs> I love that you, I love that your tribe is so strong that they can push you and that you can, you know, vibe creatively together. And just, that's so dope. What is, I mean, you know, not every woman has that. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? So I think about that all the time. And I want us, I want us the, the way me and the ladies are in the video, how we're a tribe in the video. I mm-hmm. want that in, as women. Yeah. Um, especially in our community. We're not competing against each other. We're competing against ourselves. And I think I finally learned that just before I had my son. And, and learned it even more after I had my son because I just kept thinking, I don't want him to compare himself to anybody. 
yeah. Tyke stands in who who he is, you know what I mean? But I wish somebody would have told me that it was okay. For some yeah. strange reason, why don't we think that it's okay to do yeah. something? We do something great. It's like, no, boo, you got this. I'm and I'm right here holding you up. Let's go. You know what I mean? It should it shouldn't even be a thought. I think that because once again, so many people have told us, well, if she's doing something, then you can't do it. Well, why not? Why not? You know, um, I, I don't know why that's a thing, but we, we have to break that. It's so many things that as women, we have to break. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we do that, the more power we get. And I'm sure some man somewhere made up that damn rule just so there could be some sort of, I know that I'll, you know, keep them oppressed if I do that. As, as a, you know what? You got me thinking. Did you see the Clark sisters? Biopic? Oh gosh, so good. So but remember good. when she? But remember when she went to the Grammys and came back and had to stand trial with the in front of the bishops, and he was like, "Ambition doesn't look good on you." I I'm so glad she stood up to them Ooh. and just. But it just, but it got me thinking how many times men or even people, let's just make it when they, when they see you shining or glowing, you always have those one or two people who are quick to be like, that doesn't look good on you. Or you need to, you know, I'm thinking about even when I grew up, uh, if you did something, people would say, don't show off, don't do this, don't do that because you're going to make people uncomfortable. But it's like, but it's, it's about I'm doubting you. my life. Yeah. It is. Don't you think that's on them? <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. My, my best friend in Houston, she told me the story about how her daughter said, um, mommy, the enemy was trying to tell me that I wasn't doing something. I wasn't pretty. I wasn't great. I wasn't something. And I stopped my best friend right there. And I said, first of all, just the fact that she knows the difference of mm. what that voice is. Mm-hmm. Like to me, if it's something telling you that you cannot do something or somebody telling you that you can't do something, that's the person you have to walk away from immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because any, I mean, I always ask God for a door to be open. If it's closed and I'm like, oh, I just won't go through that door. You know what I mean? But if it's people telling you that you can't do something, you better walk the hell away from them quickly because mm-hmm. they're going to always tell you something that you can't do. And by the way, we're already fighting stuff in our head, mm-hmm. you know, challenges in our head to actually make that external now you don't fit you don't fit come on kelly and i always say if somebody is dimming your light then theirs isn't bright yeah because there's just no way that you could be a light dimmer and truly be glowing inside yes and you got to know the difference Mm yes i completely agree i couldn't agree more okay i have to ask you have so many things going on. You got so many things coming. You have any projects, but we are in quarantine. How have you dealt with slowing down? <laughs> wait, I have a get a clue because that's what I've been doing. <laughs> that's right. Wait, wait, look. Y'all want to check out my nails? Aren't they oh, they're so pretty. <laughs> um, you know, my eyebrows win. Girl. You know? <laughs> I just, I'm going to just pull these four out and draw over that. Um, but I, I think that the slowdown was necessary for us all. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a change for me because I flew from mm-hmm. Australia doing The Voice. 
home. I just knew I was like, okay, in two weeks, they're going to figure this out. You know, I'm going to fly back to Australia to finish. Nope. Not the case. Like right now, right now, I would be like starting to pack my things up to go back to Australia. I don't even know when I, I can, yeah. you know, and um, my son has enjoyed it. Of course. Yeah. I love that. He's truly enjoyed yeah. it. And when it comes to work, I just, I'm so happy that I still get a chance to do something, you know, yeah. what I mean? it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine can be creative and can be able to have these fun moments with friends and family and zoom calls and everything. Like it makes it feel like so much better, but, um, yeah, I miss, I'm, I miss outside. I don't want to complain at all. Cause it's, it's real out here. That's all I'm going to say. It's so real out here. And I have so much respect for, doctors and nurses and I mean people fighting this virus and um who are on the front lines and a place where I can't even imagine myself to be and that takes a hell of a whole lot of courage and uh will and passion for the craft and the gift that you have of uh the the whole medical background I, I don't know how you would say that but I just I have a whole layer of respect and they are new heroes. And I love how they're like new heroes coming about. You know what I mean? New celebrities, as you would say. I mean, people who should be celebrated. And I think that they should be celebrated. I love that. And honestly, we all are being with ourselves mm-hmm. and really getting to know ourselves. And I love seeing how happy it's making everybody to be with themselves. Yeah. We don't get a chance to take care of ourselves, honestly. I think most of us are guilty of that, right? So how have you been pouring into you, Ali? Um, The other day, if I'm being completely honest, was my first time meditating, like on Sunday. Okay. I and I meditated. And um, I, I took my nails off with dental floss. <laughs> That's a hack. That'll get it there. No, I, I needed to do my nails and this just wasn't making me feel so I just took them off with dental floss. I did I got it from Jada. Jada Pinkett Smith did that on her um her Instagram. Her Instagram, yeah. Take it off with dental floss, it worked. Um but yeah, I just been in uh my my home. I've organized everything in this house. <laughs> Same Virgo problem. Everything. Same house um what else that's really I I probably haven't done enough self-care but like I feel like that kind of stuff makes me feel better when I do everything is in the home absolutely yeah Yeah. no I love it well girls and everything it's just crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy it's so crazy Corey and I both realized that squirrels make a, the same funny noise. Corey, that was you I was talking to about that, right? Yes, Did you know yes. that squirrels will no. like yell at you? No. Girl, they squawk. And Corey and I both happened to notice like the same week. And then we realized, we Googled it. They are yeah. squawking at each other to warn each other about us. And I'm saying it because that just shows you how still we are being. I know. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? Like, oh, that's a squirrel. That squirrel's making that noise. And I was like, 
Who knew? Look what I learned. Wow. Well, I did say I, I was here. Um, <laughs> camp out with Titan. Oh. Like, just like in our front yard and just chill. Um, but my husband doesn't seem to agree. He's like, man, nah, y'all, y'all better just come inside. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, we're in the yard. He's like, yeah, no, nah, just come inside. No, I kind of feel like your husband. I'd be like, no, just jump. Just sit. It's still outside. He's like, no. Well, Kelly, you are a blessing. But before we go, we have been asking people since all of this is going on to really give us a good word. Um, because we know tomorrow you're going to break the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, when coffee comes out and people, you're going to make everybody rush to go outside. And we got to remember people to wait. <laughs> wait until the government Wait. Have fun. <laughs> ordering bathing suits all the things coffee but shirt. can you leave, yes a coffee shirt oh, yes um but do you have a word or any motivation that you want to share that you've been using to kind of get through or make peace or is it maybe something you share with titan to kind of when things get a little you know just a little hairy you've watched too much you know msnbc or cnn and you just, like you say, just take that moment to be like, whew, woosa. I time, I time myself when it comes to the news. Although it's, it just seems like there's always some breaking story or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and after that, the, a second week um, in quarantine, or not even necessarily in quarantine, like just after that second week where all of this started to like come to the surface in such a, a major way. I remember I said, um, I'm going to time myself and give myself an hour to an hour and a half. Because you can sit there for like three oh, hours, yeah. uh-huh. hours and just watch the news. So I said, I give myself an hour, an hour and a half. Because usually after that, sometimes it loops, but you just Bible. don't there's their Skype yeah. cycle. Um, so I do that, and then I cut it off. And then I remind myself of how grateful, no matter what um, we are, we have our health, we have mm-hmm. each other. Um, to be patient in the house with each other because, you know, when you just, you know, in the house and you don't get a chance to like really get out, like how we usually would, like in that moment that somebody's getting on your nerves, you have to say three great things about them because that's real. You know what I mean? Like, just like, oh my God, if, he breathes like that one more time. I'm going to have it. Hey, you <laughs> but you just like, if you get up, whatever it is, you know what I mean? So um, I do that. And, um, but I do need time for myself. Like, yeah. so I, we've started to put Titan to bed earlier. Ooh, so you can get some alone time. Y'all need it. Yeah. yeah. So last night we started watching Ozark. So good. It, nice to just sit there and like pretend like we're in a movie theater together yeah oh nice i love that i'm gonna do the three things honey i'm gonna tell you three things i love about you because <laughs> <laughs> you know look, when you get there a- we'll tell titan we said hi <laughs> i will we gonna Kelly, you are a light you are amazing Congratulations. I'm so happy that I got a chance to share this with you. I couldn't imagine anywhere else to debut this. And I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. I love y'all. It's going to be so fire. 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 Break that internet tomorrow, sis. We'll be watching. 
see you on IG Live. We're, we're gonna be fanning. We're gonna be fanning right. in the flame. <laughs> Kelly, thank you. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great. Thank afternoon. you. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. Corey, sister, good morning. Good morning, Charlie Pan. Morning. You know what one of my favorite things to do on Yes Girl is? What could that be? Talk to dope women who are doing even doper things. What about I love you? that too. I love that too. Especially ones who are doing dope things right now in this really unpredictable time that we're in. Absolutely. And today on the show, we have Simone Jordan, who is the head of community commerce at Sundial Brands. Hey, Simone. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, ladies? We're doing well. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Simone, you guys, is here to talk about Shea Moisture's $1 million community commerce fund. I'm already intrigued. I'm excited to share this with you guys. It's been amazing to launch this. So I'm so glad to have you guys supporting and um, really learning more about it and sharing it with your audience. Simone, can you tell us a little bit about what you do as head of community commerce at Sundell Brands? Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Simone Jordan, and I head community commerce at uh, Sundell Brands, which is the makers of Shea Moisture. And with community commerce, it's very similar to corporate social responsibility. So that may be a term that more um, people are familiar with. It's really ensuring that as a brand, we have social impact. And so I had it, but what is very different about community commerce is that it's about investing. Um, it's not about donating. We don't think of it as you know philanthropy. We really think of it as investments. So ensuring that we are supporting in our community in a way that they can support the people in their community. So we have specifically focused on entrepreneurs um, through our investments and not only entrepreneurs, but women of color entrepreneurs. So for Shea Moisture, where you really see this model come to life, um, the community commerce model come to life, we know that you know the brand was built from our founder, Rich Lou Dennis, um, and he wanted to make sure that the, the brand itself always was taking care of women of color's needs, um, women with textured hair. So it began in that space where it was really, how can we ensure that we're giving products that make women feel confident and then as it's evolved and we really looked at our social impact model, we wanted to know beyond hair, beyond beauty, what else do women of color need? And we started seeing that it really was around investments um, in them as entrepreneurs, as businesswomen. And so this is where the model really came to life. So we know with um, women of color entrepreneurs, they're not getting venture capital funding um, is at very low rates. So for us, we were like, what can we do about this? And so we created this uh, community commerce model, which gives proceeds from every Shea Moisture purchase back to the communities that it serves. So we have, we started with it being a model that was 10% with specific SKUs, and it has grown and it's evolved uh, during COVID-19 that we are now looking at it across all of our products. And so this model, uh, it goes to take the proceeds from Shea Moisture purchases and put it into programs and um, as recently announced, is gone into this relief fund where we're really figuring out how we can continue to support women of color and small minority businesses through the fund. 
It's so amazing to see this because right now when I think about my feed, Corey, and I know you see the same thing, you too as well, Simone, it's just a lot of Black female entrepreneurs struggling. This Mm -hmm. was so unexpected and it's really upended their lives and they need help. It has. And what's what's really critical to know here is that this was before COVID-19, right? Um, They were a group of entrepreneurs that have always needed um, resources and it's just become even more obvious. Um, and it's not just for women of color, but small minority businesses. We're seeing the headlines where, you know, they're still being locked out of the funds that are supposed to serve them from the, you know, the different rescue plans that are put out billions of dollars and they're still not seeing it. So yes, those headlines, they meant a lot to us to see that they're still struggling. They're going to end up struggling more um, because there's closures, you know, their manufacturers, they have been shut down. So this has been really important to us to figure out how do we super serve them during this time. Simone, when you talk about that, like you're basically looking at the long-term impact of what this is going to have on entrepreneurs. Can you tell us if there's a story that has stood out to you that kind of really paints a bigger picture of what this means? You know, um, what has been pretty awesome is that over the past weekend, I've been looking at the applications that came in. So we kicked off the fund by opening um, a $100,000 award uh, grants and uh, a relief fund with We Buy Black, which has been a partner for us. And we also did an application for unsung businesses because we really wanted to spotlight those businesses that have been stepping up. And this is without funding. This is just because this is what they do and have always done. And so we really wanted to highlight them and how we kicked off. And so as I was going through the applications, it was amazing that there was not one story that stuck out, but we have had thousands apply. So I think that just demonstrates the need right now um, that thousands have applied for this $1 million grant. And they all were doing something really important. And if it wasn't necessarily providing direct relief or being on the front lines of this, it was just knowing that their businesses potentially could shut down. So it it really resonated when I thought about all of these places that were landmarks and communities, like their restaurants, there's facilities, there's different places that people, you know, when I think how we're calling it, when outside back, you know, gets back open, <laughs> we need to still see these businesses exist. Like I, you know, I went out this weekend finally um, to attempt to go to the grocery store. And as I was walking down the street and, you know, most businesses are closed, I was like, what if these businesses were closed indefinitely forever? And that impacted me to know that like some of the places that I need and probably most of us need, which are hair salons (laughs) and nail salons, and some of these places that really, you know, I identify myself and my community in these small businesses. What if they're closed indefinitely? Like that, that's a scary feeling to know, especially when they are the ones who uphold our culture. And so I think of all the applications, again, you have some businesses that not only are they not operating right now, but they also have had family members that have been struck by COVID. And that's tough. That's tough to read, to know that, you know, they're not just going through one struggle of losing their business, but they also are dealing with medical bills. They're dealing with family members who, you know, African-Americans have been disproportionately um, affected by the virus. And so to read that, to know that you're looking at two two struggles that they're going through, it, it's it's been pretty, you know, emotional to go through those. 
Absolutely, Simone. And when you talk about like that walk down the street where things are closed and you think like, what if? I was thinking about that too. And it's so crazy and eerie and scary because there were so many um, entrepreneurs who were thriving, you know, and really getting on their feet and working so hard. And I also wondered if this will now deter and scare people who were about to become entrepreneurs, you know, and take that leap that maybe like, what if, you know, another pandemic happens or another crisis? So what advice would you give to even potential entrepreneurs who are listening right now, but maybe now more than ever afraid to take that, take that leap into starting their own business? You know, what I found interesting, our CEO, Kara Sabin, she said it best. And they asked her about like, what about small businesses that are thinking about starting up? And what advice would she give them? And she said, um, she said, necessity is the mother of invention. And that, that really resonated because I think most of the time you would, you would want to run scared. You would see how small businesses are doing now and the struggles that they're going through. And you would say, is this really for me? And I think what has been really um, important to notice is that the ingenuity that's coming out of the small businesses that exist. So I think Kara was right where we've always created our, you know, as a community, we create businesses based on necessity. And so I think this is the time where you can, you know, whether it's flipping your business model and thinking about ways that are relevant um, to turn your, you know, services to something like creating antibacterial hand gel or whether it's creating face masks. Like we've seen a lot of ingenuity come out of this. And then I think if you're also in this time and thinking about a business, I think under this, this is kind of like the best lesson that you could ever get, right? Because I think you create the businesses without really understanding. You think about it, you're like, oh, okay, could this happen in the world? Well, it's happening, right? And what if you had no money? What if you had to close down for months? And I think this is allowing you to plan for it. And that's what, you know, strong businesses are able to forecast for things like this and they're living in the time. So I think understanding that, you know, this is not unique for a lot of small businesses. This is definitely not unique for women of color entrepreneurs. They felt those closeouts before and they have, you know, ran out of funding. And so it really shows the strength of them that you must have, you know, uh, you must be resilient. And this is historically, we've shown like from, you know, Black Wall Street, from other crises that have hit small minority businesses, that there is a way to actually recover from this. And even if you don't feel like there's big funding for it, it's about shopping, um, making sure that communities know that if you want to keep these small businesses in operation, then we can do something about it. And that has been really, you know, what we've taken on as Shea Moisture. We know that, you know, it's $1 million, but there's loan, um, you know, loans out here for $350 billion um, from the government. And yet we're giving $1 million and it seems to be more impactful for these businesses that have been locked out. So I think just know that there are businesses, there are people, there are communities. Um, if you're starting a business, we're here. We're always going to be here. Um, and so I would say, don't let this discourage you from creating new businesses, but really pay attention to those that are maneuvering it right now and learn from them. This is the greatest lessons you could get. Um, and you probably would have never anticipated. Simone, I'm, going, I'm thinking about that imagery you set in that, you know, you're walking down the street. These businesses are closed, businesses that we've all frequented, businesses that we have loved supporting. 
because they they've been essential to us but now that they're closed and you know we have to deal with our sheltering in place as the government deems you know as for as long as however long the government or our local government say but what can we do to help those businesses i mean what are some ways that individuals can help small businesses during and after this crisis i think you've seen a movement online where there you know a lot of small businesses are saying buy gift cards i think that that's a great way um to start to show support for them there's others that are you know they're demonstrating that although they don't really have the resources to stay open um they're still serving their community so like if there's a restaurant who is delivering meals by you supporting that restaurant in its effort to support the community you're still making an impact you're still allowing them to exist um so definitely pay attention to those that are stepping up for their communities um creating meals you know donating items and figure out how you can put money towards it so go to their websites see what they're doing and definitely donate um or support their efforts and then i would say one big call out is pay attention and shop with purpose um so again with shea moisture's model every purchase is going towards community commerce efforts and now we're able to put out a 1 million dollar fund so when you shop with companies you know we had we're a b core certified company and they have this thing where it says your dollar you can use your dollars to vote right and i think really ensure that when you are purchasing from bigger companies that they do have a model that's supporting things that are important to you and that you're looking at your dollars as investments back into these communities and back into these businesses that are really supporting you. So I would say between those three things I think is a good start for helping them to recover. And then when outside is back open, make sure you're going and you know intentionally using your dollars to support those that did not get, you know, a lot of relief from the the different opportunities that are out there. So use your dollars to really um support those that need that help. Smell, we seriously can't thank you enough and Shea Moisture enough because we all want to help. We want to support the entrepreneurs in our community. We want to support black women entrepreneurs and this will help them and help us learn to do that. And we appreciate you. So can you please tell us where entrepreneurs and those who want to support can get more information about the fund? Absolutely. Um you can go to shaymoisturefund.com and learn more about the opportunities that are available through the fund. Um again there will be awards there will be different relief efforts there in addition to that I encourage women of color entrepreneurs go to the elab um there we will have resources we will have chats we will also have funding that is available to women of color specifically to support their recovery and so yes go to shaymoisturefund.com to learn more and to continue to see updates Mom, thank you so much. Corey and I truly appreciate you coming on the show to share this valuable information, taking the time, and we are all in this together. So thank you and thank Shea Moisture. Thank you thank guys you. for having us. Thank you. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Rafael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.